that talking about legacy and all his his doing that body of work was like passing a legacy down i caught on to it and i've been doing photography since my whole adult life and then i'm hoping that at least the creative piece of it i think is a legacy that i've already passed on to my own kids Welcome back to the interview podcast on the Why Millbank Podcast Network from Millbank, South Dakota. This is Craig Weinberg. Theinterviewpodcast.org is the website to go find all things the interview, find all the shows that come out of here, all the interviews we've had. Also, if you want to support the show, the best way to do it, uh, there's two ways. One of them is tell more people about it so we can get more listeners. The other option is... On the interviewpodcast.org, there is a donate button. And the best part about it is you choose the value that you get out of the show, turn that into dollars and send it back our way. So we can continue these conversations as we go forward into 2023 and beyond. Today on the show is a repeat again, one of the originals uh, as we branched out this show into <laughs> the World Wide Web uh, Jay Grammond is here for, back from episode 40, 40, 41, one of the two. Uh, he's back to talk about what's been happening over the last two years. Uh, he brought his book, Fading Ads of the Twin Cities. Uh, and we talk about all kinds of uh, workshops, uh, figuring out how to expand our reach and leave a legacy worth leaving. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. It was a blast. Again, uh, I got him to come to the studio this time. So, hope you enjoy the show. Let's jump right into it with Jay Graham. We were looking at the history of this show, and apparently, you were here 51 episodes ago. <laughs> yes. That's incredible. Um, a little you, over two years. Yeah, all, all January twenty twenty one. Yep. Um, I thought you, it was one year, but I know now that I weird. saw that I know, on the board, it's two years. Like, oh, <laughs> well, because earlier today you said you thought it was something in the forties for number, and I was like, mm-hmm. "That's no way. That's the case." Um, but it was two number, years ago was number forty. <clears throat> um. So you, since we talked last, which was a long time ago now, um, a lot has changed in the world. Mm-hmm. And in your sphere, uh, you are the co-host of a podcast now, finally. Correct. The Creative's Moment. Yes. Um, what was the thought behind that? Like, well, what was your purpose? And so there's a chance that this episode will actually publish on both of these feeds. So right. I'm curious. I want to talk a little bit about how you got there and what that means, the Creative's Moment. All right. So Tomas Alvarez who you've met, mm-hmm. instructor out the show. We'll be on this show at some point. He is yes. committed. Now, whether I can get him to find a yes. date or not, that'll be the best part. So, that'll Tomas, buckle up. Interview. Tomas <laughs> is awesome. But uh, he and I became friends in a... Uh, I'll try not to make my stories too, too long here, but you know me with my stories. Uh, so, I was going to do this photo exhibit at a my mechanics auto place unusual but it was all uh, canvas large canvases of old cars and petroliana type 
imagery mm-hmm. that I talked to them. I had my car into repairs all the time. Anyway, um, talked them into doing their whole lobby with my artwork. You, well, wait just a second. You talked, you know what? You probably should put all of my artwork in your office. And they're like, yeah, it's a great idea. That's pretty much exactly really? what happened. <laughs> awesome. But I pitched the theme of when I sit there and waiting for my repairs, uh-huh. I'm, I'm thinking about old 50s gas station, you know, just the pictures that you see. But anyway, I thought, how cool would it look in here to have all pictures of old cars and ghost signs and mm-hmm. oil cans and that kind of stuff. They loved the idea and went with it. So, so what was the name of this place? <laughs> AJ's Complete Automotive in Elk River. Yeah. And so they loved it. And so uh, I had been following Tomas's work on on Instagram. We didn't know each other at the time, but one day I reached out and decided to invite him to come to the show so that we could meet in person. But she was like, wow, who is this guy that's <laughs> inviting me? But I don't often get invited to uh, these Art. things by <laughs> yeah. another artist, uh-huh. like, personally. So he said, why not? I'll go. So anyway, we and by the time we had that thing, he was there, of course. But in the meantime, we did other things. And then he, I asked him to be an instructor out at the shootout. And so we got to know each other better there. And then... Anyway, got to know each other better and better. Started going up to the North Shore a few times to uh, create images together of landscapes and waterfalls and frozen waves crashing up against the mm-hmm. rocks and whatever. And one time we were just talking. He was heading up there. I think I was at home. We were talking on the phone, and he just said, "Well, in throughout the conversation, it, we had a lot of the same." kind of ideas and stuff that we've been thinking about. And so it, it kind of meshed into, we had both been thinking about doing a podcast, basically about the same type of topic, which came out because of what type of podcast do you like to listen to? Mm-hmm. What type of books do you listen, watch and read and whatever? <clears throat> so it that discussion ended up in that we should do a podcast together. And so we did. And the basic ideas of the creatives moment is the, the moment when, for a creative, when the hard work that you put into it and serendipity connect, and there's a moment that these things collide and you're you go on a different tra- trajectory, mm-hmm. kind of upwards, and something great happens, and you move on from there. So <clears throat> that was the idea of it, and uh, so we we just just started that up this last year. So. And the the goal of it is just talking with people who uh, are creative. Yep. Not necessarily just photographers, but people that are creatives. And the other goal of it is to inspire young or people that are just getting into it Mm -hmm. to, like, if they listen to our guest or us talking, we might say something that they've been wondering about and that will help them on their path. So that's kind of the idea of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So the, the, the plan is, or your, your hope is to have, uh, is it one a month? Is that your goal or? Yep. That's been kind now? of the yep. goal. We've, we have three episodes out right now. And the first one is Tomas and I just talking about this whole concept for mm-hmm. about an hour, <laughs> explaining <laughs> it and throwing yeah. ideas basically just as if we were sitting around t- discussing the idea. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we had, um. You were one episode, and Chad Coppice was the other episode that we've had so far. So, 
um, we've got those three and hopefully start growing from there. Yeah. Um, where can people find the show? This is, is, is it across all, uh, podcast apps or I don't right now. I think it's mostly on uh, Spotify. Okay. I started on the anchor app. Oh yeah. That's a Spotify property. Recently, recently basically bought out by Spotify Mm -hmm. because yeah, they were partnered with them for a while. So you could use snippets of Spotify music for intros and outros and stuff Uh, like that. Yep. But just recently within the last couple of weeks, I think they were purchased by Spotify or something like that, but it, something big happened. But anyway, that's the main place where I say that it's yeah. at. Well, I know that I, uh, I use a, a podcast app called uh, Pocket Cast, and I couldn't find it by searching necessarily in that database, but I was able to grab your feed and dump that in there. And so now it, it auto, it's built okay. into that system. So if you have, you can work around some of those. I think it was new enough that even when yeah. I went looking for it at first, by the name, mm-hmm. I couldn't even pull it up. <laughs> right. But yeah. it, I eventually got it, and I also have the link on my website. It's probably the easiest way to get mm-hmm. to it. So, Well, it's kind of cool because the episode I did, which was, Jesus, was that a year ago now? At least when I actually recorded it. Well, I think it, it was a year ago, over a year. And we put it out this last yep. um, November, probably, and or December. On that, we talked about how we met and kind of went through that process yeah. of our, our thing. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can go find that episode. Uh, Another really interesting story, <laughs> right? Of yeah. our of our connection. And yeah, Tomas and I have something sort of similar like that. Just talking about serendipity. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that going on with. Yeah, that's very group. cool. Yeah. So episode three of the the creatives moment, uh, mm-hmm. and episode forty of the interview here. If you want, we can kind of they kind of bounce off each other a little bit. I mean, obviously, from each side, uh, it's about the guest from each perspective, but. Um, anyway, so, uh, since then too, uh, you have written a book called the fading ads of the twin cities. Yes. Now, if you're not from the Midwest in the Minnesota area, the twin cities might not mean anything. Right. But to us, those of us that are in the Midwest now, uh, it is Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah. Well, I even had some, some people that attended me, the book fair that I was at out here in South Dakota that... We're wondering which twin, what the cities were that I was referring to. <laughs> so it is Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, yeah, because well, because there is uh, Fargo and Moorhead. Some right. people call that the twin yeah. cities. Uh, I know in the West Coast, there's a. Um, it's not really referred to as the twin cities, but there are some cities that border each other. Um, well, and I know there's different places around too. They're like quad cities. Or yeah, tri- yep. the tri cities area in how Washington. How many cities is, come yeah. together across the river? Kind <laughs> right. Of. Yeah. Well, because Minneapolis and St. Paul, do they actually touch the borders? I don't know if they do. Do they? Uh, the borders of what? The borders of each city? Like, do they yeah, physically well, touch each other? Or are there suburbs in between? No, they connect. It's basically right down in uh, the the uh, rivers. Yeah. Separate them, but yeah. So it's kind of fascinating. I mean, it's a picture book, uh, not in the child sense. Um, but in the arts photography sense, right. um, how long did it take you? And I, where can people go? Jgramman dot j j the letter grammondphotography.net. dot net. Yep. Is that the best place to find yeah, all things? Yeah, and they have like a little everything's there. Yep. But I um, so the book came about in um, 
when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, uh, I had just made this leap of faith to leave my office job working in <laughs> lifelong learning uh, January of 2020 mm-hmm. and was um, doing some substitute teaching to subsidize things. And I had this big photography plan of how I was going to make money and how, justifying making this leap. Well, then the pandemic came along and that shot the whole, my whole plan was obliterated and I had to pivot. And so, <laughs> but right at the beginning, I couldn't really do much of anything work-wise. So, and I like to read. So I went on the, on Amazon and found this series that this um, company, the History Press, puts out books like mine, but they're like, so fading ads of Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, yep. Detroit, Chicago. So I just randomly picked one of those and ordered it and read it and really liked it. So then I I got to thinking that I wonder if they have one for Minneapolis and St. Paul because I know there's a bunch of signs down there. Mm-hmm. And so I asked my wife just kind of randomly, I was like, yeah, I wonder if I should contact the publisher and see if they have a Minneapolis and St. Paul book in because I couldn't find it. And if not, pitch it that I could do it for them. <laughs> Give me something to do during this time. And so I did, and they, it turns out that they said, yeah, we are actually wanted to do this book. We didn't know who would do it. Really? So my random cold call inquiry was perfect <laughs> timing. incredible. Yeah. And so I had to send in a submission of photos that weren't, you know, I didn't have a lot of ghost sign photos at that time, but just my landscape and mm-hmm. different things. And they loved that. So, oh, yeah, you've got the chops for that. And so... Um, and I had done some writing for um, magazine articles and different things. And so signed my contract in June of 2020. And uh, so for how long it took, that started in June. I uh, made photos summer and fall of 2020 and summer and fall of 21. And finished up the manuscript part of it. And right before I came out to the uh, shootout for 2021 in Sturgis. Yeah. I had literally just sent it the night before or whatever. Really? It just came down to that was the so deadline. <laughs> did you, you didn't lay it out? No. Somebody you, from the you, company okay. did. Okay. So, but did you do all the copy? I wrote all the words okay. and uh, all the photos are mine, all the captions, everything. But they, someone laid it out for mm-hmm. me and, and helped proofread it and whatnot. And I could make suggestions like if I wanted a picture on a different page or whatever. Okay. But, like I was able to select the photos for the covers, but mm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, and so, the, the cover design has a similar feel to the other books they have. Yeah, they're... So if you're, I'm looking, ArcadiaPublishing.com is the website. Yep. Uh, and, and then they have a fading ads of section. Yeah, and they, they look the same mm-hmm. uh, design-wise, but with different photos, yep. a different town name or city. And it's cool. They've got Pennsylvania or Philadelphia, Birmingham, uh, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Detroit, the Twin Cities, Chicago, Milwaukee. New York City, yeah. um, so that's that's kind of wild. And like, do you think other books that came about were similarly solicited, where they went after that, or uh, were you just you think you just jumped at the right time and you just yeah, were able know. to make that connection? I haven't asked accidentally. Them that, but I think that's more <laughs> of that case where uh, I'm not really sure. I think they have people that submit ideas, mm-hmm. but since they have a series, I'm guessing that. Other people might have been similar to me that where they saw they didn't have one for their own area and mm-hmm. asked if they could, but it was a really 
it's really exciting to be kind of part of that yeah. group of other people that are interested in this for these big, bigger cities. Mm-hmm. So, um, and had you already been the kind of person that looked at old brick already? Because oh, I mean, yeah. to find most of this stuff, you have to walk around looking up. Yeah. Because the majority of these are up on the second and third level or more. Well, and you know, I, for a lot of these, I would miss a lot of them because when you're looking for these, you got to look at pretty much all sides of the building mm-hmm. and in weird little places across mm-hmm. the top or underneath a new, sometimes balconies or something have been built over the top of it now. Yep. <clears throat> so I had to look for that kind of stuff. But I have always loved old stuff, whether it's barns. <laughs> Cars in yeah. farmers' fields that are waiting to be fixed up, or uh, architecture as far as buildings go, old brick buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was kind of a natural fit for me with the my love of history and this the artwork that's on the buildings and the photography. And did you have creative. to um, do research to figure out what some of these were? Yeah, I researched um, like what should have been there back. You know. Hundred yep. years ago. Well, so like, um, I would find the company and so like Schmidt Music. That's the famous uh, mural, kind of more of a mural than a ghost sign, I guess. But it's mm-hmm. the the, note, the musical notes is on ninety page ninety six. That you've probably seen photos of that with like there's famous photos of Prince standing in front of that mm. and yep. various artists because the whole it's like a three or four story building with uh, sheet music printed on the side of it. Has anyone played it? Yeah, it's an actual song. Is it? Okay. Yeah. But they wanted, they charged, uh, that's part of the fun stuff of researching this is they'd find out stuff like that. They uh, charged one of the employees with finding music that looked exciting notes by if you, without knowing music. Oh. A lot of exciting yeah. looking notes. <laughs> and it's actually, it's, it's from an actual song and I forget the artist, but it's... um some European composer from mm-hmm. way back. And so that's the kind of quick story behind that one. But yeah, that's cool. I just, I researched most of these. If I couldn't find history mm-hmm. about it, I would put my own little comments in the. You just make it up. The Yeah. Well, like the little <laughs> margins. Yeah. Not the history, but like my thoughts about it. Yeah. Or a weird situation, like where I found it or. What I, what I thought it was for. Mm-hmm. Some of them are really hard to read, and you don't really know what this what they were selling in some cases. Some of them very specifically <laughs> told you, but other ones not so much. But I just love the kind of the patina of it, or the mm-hmm. sometimes the colors and the lettering and yeah. all that kind of Well, stuff. it's just cool, and it's fun to see a collection of them all. Because, you know, you, you could drive about these old towns, and look around, and you'll see one or two every now and then. But mm-hmm. to see them all with some info about them is really pretty powerful. And now, and as, as like on my way here, as I go through little towns, that's where my eyes are going yeah. at stop signs and stuff. I'm looking at brick buildings and seeing. So, do you find yourself wanting to pull over and photograph it? Oh yeah, I do if I see them. Yeah, I'd like to do if I am able to do a follow up book to this. I'd like to do one of fading ads of. Everywhere in all the small towns in Minnesota besides the Twin Cities. Oh, that'd be cool. You have bigger ones, yeah. you know, Rochester, Duluth, St. Cloud, but also mm-hmm. the small towns. All the that, little ones, yeah. So many little towns have at least one, maybe. Mm-hmm. A lot of them do. Yeah. So as I've traveled, I've, if I see them, I get a picture of mm-hmm. them. So, and even I, I see one down here about two blocks from your building. If mm-hmm. I got that picture last time I was here, but I might take another one today. <laughs> 
<laughs> just in case. Well, it's so cool because, I mean, that's never going to happen again. No. I don't think we're going to go back to where people are painting billboards on brick buildings anymore. Now, the occasional, re, you know, someone will. You know, there, there's a few. And there's actually a kid in, uh, I say kid, he's younger than me, in Sioux Falls, or he's based out of Sioux Falls. And a couple towns around South Dakota have hired him to come in and make um, murals okay. of their town name. And then inside the letters is our iconic pieces of the oh, area. Sure. So it's really a really beautiful visual. I think Clear Lake has one. Oh, man, I can't remember the others. That's one I've seen specifically. So he did one in Sioux Falls. Um, and they're just really, really cool looking. Yeah, there's a bunch of them around. I think yeah. Redfield has some and. Um, but I noticed those too because so many towns have those or have started. Mm-hmm. When I was going down to do this project, there were all kinds of um, murals down there, but some had just popped up because of all the turmoil that was going on in Minneapolis in summer of 2020. Yep. Um, there was all kinds of new murals that popped up, and some of them were really, really good. So as I was going around um, doing getting the ghost signs, I was also mm-hmm. getting photos of those just to tuck in the library for if ever because people have asked yeah. me you, know, you should do a mural book or yep you know so get it when i'm out and about i try to collect those images to save having to drive back to the oh i remember there was a sign in Millbank or wherever <laughs> right. you know i gotta yeah. go back and get that so i get it while i'm there mm-hmm. and put it in the file for future use that is super cool yeah it's fun it's fun to go in a bookstore randomly or whatever and see a book sitting there with your name on it. It's still kind of surreal to me to come yes. across that, mm-hmm. whether it's Barnes and Noble or a small town uh, <laughs> drugstore or something. Uh-huh. It's just like, oh, there's my book. I made that thing right there. Yeah. Yeah, but there's about 150 photos in the book here and a very brief history of many of those. And sometimes stories and sometimes I interjected my own story of what kind of behind the scenes things of silly things mm-hmm. that happened while I was there or whatever. Do you think like this specific model, the fading ads of, mm-hmm. um, that's owned by this other company. Right. Um, could you take spin off this concept and do it independently or would that be an issue? Uh, it might be. I'd have to, they, they have a, I had a pretty long contract that I had to sign, so I had mm-hmm. to see specifically. I think at a certain point, there's probably some timeline because uh, the sales will, if I created a different book, it certainly wasn't going to compete with the sales mm. of this yeah. book because they're, you know, I, this it's a different type product. of book. I, there's a bunch of sales right away, mm-hmm. and then it slows down quite a bit. Yeah. So, yep. But I don't know. I'll definitely will look into that, but I still... Um, collect the photos for the content in case I can do it as I'm going, and then because I if I have to self-publish or something like that, yeah, then I can do it that way. So, so that was your work, pandemic work on the side. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in the middle of that, you took on the Black Hills Photo Shootout uh, as that, or, or continued that mantle that you took over yeah. in 2019, I believe. Right? Was it 19? 2019, 19. I took over, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so from there, then out of that, um, you've really expanded your online 
or uh, your workshop yeah. um, offerings. Yeah. So backtrack a little bit. How did you get into this idea of um, doing like education, adult education, I guess? Um, well, there's, there's a couple different branches to that. One is the online classes and then the other one would be the workshops. Okay. So with the online education, um, prior to making my leap of faith, I was an adult enrichment coordinator for a public school district in Minnesota. And so what that meant is that I set up and organize and implement classes for adults to take to learn new stuff for hobbies or mm-hmm. even for job training or whatever. Any topic I could find an instructor for, so the it was very widespread as far as is culinary, computers, language, hobbies, dance, fitness, all that stuff. So so the limitation was had to be for adults. And it was adults and I had to be able to find instructors that mm, okay. wanted to speak about it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it was just a, a hobbyist that wanted to come and talk about beekeeping or if they were really passionate about it, come and talk to teach other people how to get started and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I so I also did uh, some of the really successful things were like a, I had a World War II history series for uh, 13 years running where I had a World War II veteran come in just about every month to tell their story over that time. So. That was a huge body of work from that, but that was all of that was pretty much me setting it up, but not actually teaching the class for the most part. I did some photography classes over the years, but so when the pandemic hit, I had just made, I had just left that field and was going to be a photographer. So I recognized the need for them, community ed programs to have classes because they weren't able to do the meeting in person classes Mm -hmm. anymore. And And this all stemmed out of the, the decision made by the higher ups to to stop in person meetings. Yeah. At at I mean pretty much across they the board. They just had to cancel all their yeah. classes. So so everything just stopped. Yep. So you were trying to come up with an option to give people the ability to still learn. Yeah. But just do it remotely. Yeah. And that was a that was that became came about because of um early on in the pandemic we would gather the siblings that all tune in to zoom and visit with grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. and whatever yeah. as i was doing that several times it started to the wheels were starting to turn that i could do classes in this format <laughs> and with <laughs> not my relatives but yep. i could come up with classes so i i have a whole bunch of varied interests and i have a huge library of photos that could back those things up and so i created probably a half a dozen mm-hmm. classes that i could present online and started offering those to community eds, so they education programs, so they had classes to offer, and they could keep offering lifelong learning. So that's cool. That ended up being a really cool unplanned thing mm-hmm. that is still going, and so that's been going on for three years now. And um, the workshop part of it, well, backing up a little bit too, I also started to do photography education, so I would have Tomas come in uh, come in on the Zoom or Charlie Borland or somebody like that, and we would have evening photography classes on Photoshop or architectural photography or whatever the topic was. So I was still in that world just on, 
I was still creating opportunities mm-hmm. for other people and other instructors, but just doing it on my own. <laughs> and um, so that was, it was fun and it's rewarding and people really got into that. And then I also did uh, with the workshops, I had taken over the shootout and because of the same Zoom idea, I also thought maybe I could run an entire, the whole shootout online. Which, and then that was the 2020, so that was 2020 event? Yeah. yeah. And so it was a pretty far-fetched idea because I had never run an online, mm-hmm. a huge online event. But with the simple concept of use each session as a Zoom presentation, mm-hmm. send people the links, they tune in when it's time, and it it. It was so beautiful at WorkDog. We had tons of sessions. We had actually more participants than we typically have in person because people could tune in. you didn't have to travel. They could come yeah. from Texas and California and all over. So, so I mean, thinking about that, I, I want to think we mentioned this briefly in the last episode, but it may be different. Um, do you foresee future going through like that specific event and doing a hybrid where you may have a class that's actually out in the middle of a field, but it's also filmed and streamed online at the same time. It, yeah. Is is that, like, do you see that as a possibility, or is that just, yeah, that, does that get too complicated? Well, it is complicated, and it's crossed my mind a lot. I just have to figure out how I would, I'd need somebody to do it, because mm-hmm. I'm when I'm doing the event in person, you saw last year, I have a lot of minutiae going on. <laughs> Yes. During an event. Well, and, and this event is not in the same building. This event is spread across 50 square miles yeah, or more. Right. Yeah. We did um, We did try in 2021 to do some online classes. In addition to? During, yeah, but okay. not out in the field. But yep. like, say, if Charlie Borland had an, a one session off, he would sit in the hotel and do mm-hmm. a class or whatever. But we didn't get enough enrollment for it, so we ended up canceling that. But the idea was there. We have tried one session in 21, I think. No, when was it? Oh, it was in 20 when we did the virtual thing. Uh, Becca was one of our instructors, and she did a, we experimented with it, where her husband walked around, I don't know if, they were using the camera on a laptop. It was very rudimentary, but she was teaching. But her husband was following her around with either the camera or just mm-hmm. literally walking around with the laptop studying and whatever as she was teaching a class in the field on um, marketing. They were shooting photos for a Western wear business. Yep. So they had models and whatever. And they were doing trying to do stuff outside and whatever. So that, that was a good... That wasn't perfect, but it was a good try mm-hmm. at it. Just yeah. try and make it at least do something. <laughs> so you were in this this streaming world because everyone couldn't meet or, yeah. um like before. Um then in twenty one it went to a little hybrid. Yep. And then twenty two it was fully back in person again. Yeah. And well, the the Black Hills photo shootout we're talking about. Yeah. 21, it, we were in Sturgis, and then last year we were in the Badlands, yep. primarily. And Wall, Wall yeah. yeah. Uh, so then from that, like you, was it 22 that you started offering some different workshops outside of that? So 
you know, one of them was in, I think, Wyoming. One was in North Dakota. Well, it was actually... Or was that 21? It was 21 because we have instructors that come up from Florida, two mm-hmm. guys, Fred and Jim. And they, to maximize their trip, they were wondering if they could if they could go with me and do a workshop in Teddy Roosevelt National Park, which is just north of where we were going to be, you know, a few hours or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but north of there. And so, yeah, let's give it a whirl. Well, we had, I think we had eight people signed up. And that was post the shootout? Right before the oh, shootout. Oh, before, okay. Yeah. So it was a pre-event. We timed it so that yep. it was done and we could drive down to Sturgis and start doing the shootout, which most of them were, were involved in both. Mm. And so that started that out, and that went so well that, and it was a test for me to see how this would work and planning it and implementing it and follow-up and all that. And it was a really great model. And so then they, we started to think, well, we could offer that one again, but we could also add some, because I'm trying to think of being my, you know, I had to pivot so much from my original business model. I had to come up with some ideas mm-hmm. for something to do <laughs> besides my book, which is already done Yeah, in 21. So um, that was successful. So then we added, um, yeah, boy, we did in 22 in May, we did Wyoming adventure out in Bighorn mountains. Uh, and then we did the July uh, Milky way workshop with Eric Kuna and we did a um, fall, I think, when we started that one. Actually, 21, we also did a fall, a late fall, like mid-November workshop in the small workshop with uh, Chad in the Badlands. Mm. That's what's really started it after the Teddy Roosevelt one. Um, so it was basically Teddy Roosevelt in September, and then the shootout, and then November, we tried this idea of uh, trying to get the framework for a small group mm-hmm. so and that went so well that we're like okay that we do that one then then i started doing the bighorn mountains the uh, milky way in july and the shootout and we did another a second badlands november workshop and that's all they, they all went and it didn't have to cancel any of them so uh, the second, well, the second year that we tried the Teddy Roosevelt one, we canceled that one for not enough registration. But who knows what the reasons yeah. are? But we had the structure down and it was heading in the right direction. So then this year, I planned uh, a slew of workshops from Minnesota North Shores and Waterfalls and toy photography in May. We got another one with Eric Kuna in July, stuff like that. We're gonna do. So um, d- did you have that schedule kind of put together last fall or did you finalize it all this, like the beginning of 23? Um, the end of last year. Yeah. Yeah. After the shootout when I was kind of planning for the next mm-hmm. year. Yep. So now we, we'll do the bighorns again. We're hoping to do this year to add um, Glacier National Park just after the shootout. Okay. So Tomas and I would do that one and we'd leave from the shootout, head up to Glacier and do that for a week and back wow if it goes it'll be a nice Mm -hmm. some nice work for me so well uh for those interested the 2023 dates for the 
Black Hills photo shootout, September 23, or 22, 23, 24, correct? correct. Yep. <clears throat> in Custer, South Dakota. In, based in Custer. Yeah. Um, which is, a, it's never been based there, correct? Mm, like correct. That, that's new? Yep. So last year and this year are both new locations. Yep. Uh, they all... Um, For the most part, they were always in the Deadwood all, area, weren't since they? Since I've been doing it, they're all new locations. Okay. Because that's one of the things I wanted to do different to mix it up because I wanted the, the primary... Well, there's several reasons, but the we used to alternate between Rapid City and Spearfish, mm. which were both great, mm-hmm. but I was wondering if between the event kind of falling apart in 2018 and me taking over in 19, we'd lost so many participants yeah that, and was it because of that or was it because they we kind of had some of the same sessions and same location <laughs> you know 1880s yeah. trains reptile gar, you know mm-hmm. some of the same locations i wanted to showcase the whole black hills area so moving it around to all different mm-hmm. you know we had deadwood and lead online <laughs> sturgis you know badlands and now custer so yeah kind of moving it around to I want to show people that there's, like in Custer, there might be some local, you know, city parks or county parks or whatever that they don't know about that are really mm-hmm. great shooting locations. Do you think that there's enough or that there is potential to try to get access to, like, Rushmore? Um, you know, working with the, I guess that'd be the federal government at that point. Maybe with the state a little bit, just yeah. to see if that, because being, I mean, Custer is right down the road. Yep. You know, it, it's yeah. near Rushmore. And I think that would be a really cool ad, Yeah, but that could be really complicated as well. Yeah. It gets a little complicated even now. Anytime we're in the national parks, I've got to fill out different permits and mm. paperwork for that. But <clears throat> it's just paperwork more or less. But I yeah. don't know about Mount Rushmore. Um, what, and a person would have to look into that. And we... I have a I have a connection that is associated with that and and so that that may be a place to look to but yeah well you I know, know that'd be uh, cool coppice, same thing with, like he, oh yeah he, he he would certainly have at least some to maybe yeah. possible connections to talk to totally people. yeah yeah so he's got a lot of connections cool. yeah. and uh even you know like crazy horse memorial mm-hmm. all the all the sites down there would be cool if to get some yeah. sort of special access to but well and, and like crazy horse you can see from a public ro- you can road, see from the road yeah. so technically you could just line up on that street photograph it from there right um, but it would be really cool to get angles that are different yeah than wanna, the typical tourist for a group we'd want to have some sort of cre- yeah. creative angle or mm-hmm. theme to it or yeah. something like that but so um <clears throat> so that's kind of your your drive for this year, jgramandphotography.net. Uh, everything is listed on there, all your workshops. Yep. Um, do you foresee this kind of a product being viable for the foreseeable future? Well, I'm sure hoping so. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. I'm kind of banking on that, but as the um, online classes are starting to slow down as far as the people registering the interest in them or whatever. And I don't know if it's people just going back to in-person classes Mm -hmm. and whatever. There's a lot of benefits to that, but there's also benefits to online, but maybe it's not as much of a 
appeal as in person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But so I'm um, hoping that these workshops will go. I also have a um, a branch of stuff that I'm working on is this artwork. Uh, so like landscape and different things for artwork for hospitals and clinics and facilities, any kind of business or schools. Some schools have used it, but where I'll sell uh, canvases or prints, they'll put them up on the walls. Mm-hmm. So I've had that. I've got quite a few uh, around in the Dakotas and Iowa for different hospitals and clinics. And So there's another kind of a branch that I'm trying to develop. That's, yeah. a, that's a tricky one to get into because it's, it's a really long game where you submit, they put out proposals and you mm-hmm. turn it in. And by the time you actually see it on the wall, it might be a year and a half later if they wow. select your stuff. So, But yeah, so there's that going on too. But I hope these workshops will, mm-hmm. you know, they're, I'm just starting. So it started out with those first couple with the Badlands and then Teddy Roosevelt. And it's encouraging to see some of the people that did those mm-hmm. signing up for some of the other ones. So yeah there's hope there yeah well and i think if people can see value you know in in, in either the experience or what they gain out of it or uh connections that are made yeah. you know th- there's a lot of areas where you can get value out of a product like that yeah. you know if you, if you go out into the you know the badlands with a group of people that you don't know uh, you will leave that event knowing new people right and having connections now with a broader group of people. And I think exactly. that's valuable. So if you see value in that, you know, that what is that worth? Well, I don't know. It depends on what you're looking for. Right. But there's certainly value in it. And then if you can tie that to expert, uh, some expertise, some experience, uh, maybe seeing the Badlands at two in the morning instead of two in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, that that's a different product. And that's what our, our Milky Way one in July is. We're, we're shooting mostly at night. That's awesome. And, and having educational sessions and, and resting during the day and we're not heading out until after supper and then we're out till midnight or later. So See, I, I think that's crazy because most people would not think of that as that's what we're going for. But when you're shooting in the sky at night, you got to be there at night. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's really well, cool. Yeah, and we're trying to differentiate, differentiate ourselves from other workshop providers just by, like you said, having really quality instructors mm-hmm. and we don't want to, we're not going to lead you to the, our special secret place and just say, there's the, sh- you know, shoot in that direction. You're actually right. like you taught for the shootout. You're actually individually helping people mm-hmm. and suggesting things and they're coming out of it with, you know, if they come out of it with one or two things that really helps them, yeah. they're really happy. And we try to make it for me, when all the events, but you could notice in the shootout, Making it an event is, yes, we're going out and shooting and having a great time, but there's also keynote speakers mm-hmm. and socializing time where we're learning, constantly learning stuff if, for people yeah. that want to, unless you want to go and rest or whatever. But, you know, we have the extra sessions of Photoshop stuff or just time for them because a lot of people come every year, but if they're not in the same sessions, they can kind of see each other in passing, mm-hmm. but they don't actually get to visit. So yeah. we're trying to work in more downtime for people to visit talk photography or whatever mm-hmm. talk about their lives or something so they get to be yeah. friends over the well time. yeah because then you actually have something to take away yep yeah because you, you learn a technique you'll take that with you yep but if you connect with people that just it's one more level of well, another way we try to we're being different with that is getting people to connect more as we've been doing 
offering pre and post Zoom sessions tied to our actual in-person sessions. So like this week, on Thursday night, we're having a, a kind of meet and greet type of what to expect Zoom for our Minnesota North Shore mm-hmm. Landscapes and Waterfalls. That's on Thursday. So people can, when they get to that event, they've already met each other at least online. Mm-hmm. And they, we're going to go over what should we bring, what to expect. What yeah, so people come a little more prepared. Yeah, they come prepared. And then after the event, sometimes, and not every case, but sometimes we'll have a post-event where we're either just talking about how things went, how's your editing going. But mm-hmm. we'll, sometimes we'll have somebody actually running through some editing examples from that workshop. Yeah. So like a Tomas will run through, um, like last year, pictures from Wyoming. And here's how I do this. Here's that one place we were at. Here's how I would edit this so mm-hmm. people can watch and learn. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of, it's not just show up and that, that see, see you next year. It's, we kind of, we do it before, during and after, and then even in between events we're connecting and yeah. sometimes offering Zooms, uh, a special speaker or something just randomly in, mm-hmm. in the winter or something just to keep the community going, you know, so. Yeah. So you still have this affinity for the space world. Yeah. Which is weird, but. (laughs) I I have a lot of Um, different interests. You guys still have chickens? We have chickens. Yeah, they're COVID chickens. We've got, I think we have a dozen hens right now. (laughs) And they are. Are they layers? Mm Mm-hmm. We had had a new record the other day. We had eight eggs in one day, (laughs) which is a a production record for us. How, How many chickens or how many hens? Twelve, so that so they're not all lay, some, layers. No, they're and it's very random. Really? Yeah, but we can kind of start to tell because they lay different colored mm-hmm. eggs and different things. So we kind of know roughly who's laying eggs and who's not. So we have a couple of freeloaders. I think we have one that <laughs> I don't think has ever laid an egg, but <laughs> really, she is the she's kind of the queen of the coop out there. But well, she feels she doesn't need to. Right. The others she's, can do that work. Other people uh-huh. do that work. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. We had. We actually got those during the pandemic for uh, sanity and something for my wife really mm-hmm. wanted to do it. So, so like, did you guys have a, uh, are you egg people? We, so what, was it done to get eggs or was uh, it done to have yeah, animals run about in the yard? It was done mostly to have uh, something to do mm-hmm. during the pandemic at first and beyond, but we do. We, she, my wife grew up on farm and so, you know, we always having scrambled eggs and egg bake. Are you guys tired eggs? of eggs yet? No. Oh, do you have too many? <laughs> no, not right now, but we give away a lot. Yeah. When, when they really start producing, some, it, it actually is, was, can be hard to give them away because they're, they're coming so fast. Mm. But we have certain people that we know want them. It's like, hey, do you need mm-hmm. eggs? Yeah. Do they buy them? We just give them away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a lady at church that usually gets a dozen and just various people. But <laughs> friends, if somebody comes over, I'll like going going somewhere, I'll just bring them a dozen eggs. Hey, here's some farm fresh eggs. Oh, and it's like yeah. I gave them a you know gold, gold. brick or something. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, nowadays, yeah, because the crap eggs in the store are expensive. Yeah, so if you can get nice. quality, actual, we get some real nice, and it's kind of humorous. Sometimes we'll get a 
just gigantic egg, and we're like, "What in the world? How did yeah. that happen?" Portrait. <laughs> sometimes it's and, and on the other side we get little tiny ones. So, huh? You have a quail very, stuck in there somewhere. Something happens in the yeah in the process, <laughs> but they either underbake or overbake or something. I don't know. But it's fun. We we actually had a bunch more. We had just gotten some young ones last fall, some babies, and they almost all turned out to be roosters. Mm. So, so you had chicken for dinner. Well, we get we <laughs> we since we've gotten into this, we've gotten onto all these chicken. My wife is mostly chicken um, hobby farm mm-hmm. Facebook groups, and so there's this whole community out there of people that barter and trade chickens yeah. and advice about how to care for them and when things come up. And so we found someone that needed some roosters and <laughs> got it, traded them for a hen. And we got a new, I think, laying hen. And mm. so it's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole different thing, but you That's know. That's kind of wild. Yeah. So we have chickens, yes. And we also have indoor pets with cats, three cats and a dog in the house. So nice cat people. I'm a busy boy. Yeah. You might need to leave. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'd prefer not to be a cat person. Mm. Or, yeah, I, I, I'm at a point where I'd, I'm okay with, at some point, being pet-less. pet less yeah. not have yeah. all the chores to mm-hmm. do. <laughs> well, it gets to be a whole. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Well, we have a little dog. And if you ever go anywhere, you got to plan for the dog to go somewhere. Yeah. And so that's, luckily, she's small enough that, She's not too much of a nuisance, but yeah. still, it's something, you yeah. know. You just if you have kids, you drag them along. Right. I'm not dragging a dog along. <laughs> you're not, but yeah, I'm not but that. Yeah, I'm not that guy. It's just a thing. Yeah. yeah. We, we survive. Well, that's very cool. Um, <clears throat> we talked a little bit about the just briefly before we started this this concept of. Uh, Legacy. So, you know, you die. What do you leave? And I think that that's something that is worth talking about. Like, yeah. it, it, do we, it, is it our job to live our life, especially as, you know, dads now? Yeah. Um, to live our lives in a way to prep for the legacy we want to leave? And then what does that look like? You know, the, you, you get into the Hall of Fame for a sport. What does that mean? Yeah. You know, is it because you did the sport well? Uh, do you get considered because you lived your life well and did the sport well? Right. Uh, well, what does it mean to leave a legacy? You know, the book, you're, the, you know, fading ads. If you think about it, you know, these hundred year old buildings with faded legacies on them. Yeah. It, it, is that the same thing? I mean, should we preserve that better personally, like in our lives? Well, yeah, and I think that's a kind of a double whammy because I'm, the book itself is preserving this artwork that it disappears because buildings get torn down or they get painted over or Mm -hmm. they fade away and you just can't even read them or whatever. Um, For for a little niche of fading ads, go sign nerds that are interested in this thing or history people. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, this is a record now of what these signs looked like in in t- early 2020s, basically, for yeah, down the road. Yeah, and there's a good chance that a lot of these will a be gone. A bunch of these will never be seen again. Yeah. The the very last, at the end of the book, I did some 
kind of I think I called it gone but not forgotten or something and it's you almost gone but not forgotten but you can you can see there was a sign there but it's it's clearly not legible. gone yeah you can't tell what it and is and I thought well some down the road some person that has the similar interest to me is going to be researching mm-hmm. this and they can at least see this book and see that's what that that looked like in 2020 maybe technology mm-hmm. will help them they can do something with the pixels and mm-hmm. make the sign come to life and they can see what it actually yeah. was. But at least they can see, okay, that's when that, before that building was torn down in 2025 or whatever, that's what that looked like. Yeah. And it was for, you know, they might find other research on it or whatever. So that's part of a legacy. I think for, for me, um, I've created something that you can, you know, this book will be around long after I'm gone mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you know, who knows that people get some use out of it or it just preserves that moment of time in the 2021, 22, or 2020 really started. So, so really that, that is the value of photography. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, you're capturing <clears throat> that moment <throat> in time and mm-hmm. um, stuff changes fast and it's not there anymore or whatever. Years ago, I kind of put a tagline on my website at one point. I don't think it's there now, but. It was photograph photographs are our only visual link to the past. And that really is the case. I mean, you had video, whatever. The the problem with video is you have to have a method of viewing that video. Right. Now, unfortunately, today, everything the people take as a picture, for the most part, requires a battery to look at it. Yeah. <clears throat> now, a book doesn't. So putting something in print you hang a, a photograph on your wall, that becomes that moment in time. Right. That is there. And the only way that goes away is if that physically gets destroyed. Um, I think we need to consider what, like, what we're doing with the camera and, like, what the value of that is. And maybe we need to start considering printing more. Right. Even if they sit in a shoebox in the closet. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, how many of us love digging back through grandma's old slides? You know, the old negatives that are still there in the plastic. I know my parents have a ton of those. Oh, yeah. That's what... I just did a talk about pursuing your passion and making a leap of faith to two different groups last week, and that was part of it. I talked about how I grew up with my dad taking uh, Super 8 movies of all of our holidays and birthdays and whatever mm-hmm. and it's really great now because i can if i can find a projector that'll <laughs> i have a projector but you know yeah. to, you gotta have the bulb that mm-hmm. works and but how cool is it there was no sound with it but how cool is it to watch yourself your siblings as little kids and your parents when they're yeah. young or whatever mm-hmm. it's such a walk down memory lane is even separate from a photo of a still shot you can see yourself moving and acting yes. goofy or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. really cool. But also those boxes of slides, as I grew up, I would find, you know, suitcase or shoe boxes of slide slides that my dad had taken in say like his high school and college years that were like, he took pictures of their class trip to Mount Rushmore or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I don't know anything that's going on, but it's really cool as a kid to look through those and mm-hmm. I was fascinated by it. So my uh, my photography interest is all stems from that. 
Well, it, it really is. A, his yeah. legacy came to me. And, yeah. Yeah. And and it's a window in time. Yeah. You get to look back through their eyes back then and to see things that we won't see today. You know, because I yeah. mean, even if it's just strictly time wearing on it, yeah, uh, it's going to be a different thing than what they saw. Yeah, totally. Well, I think that talking about legacy, you know, his, his doing that body of work was like passing a legacy down. I caught on to it. And I've been doing photography since my whole adult life. And then I'm hoping that at least the creative piece of it, I think, is a legacy that I've already passed on to my own kids. Mm-hmm. My daughter is a, you know, is my daughter, but I would say I'm not, without sounding biased, she's gotten really good because she's drawn so much. Mm-hmm. She's gotten very, really skilled at it and painting, and she's so creative just with, She'll bring something upstairs that she's been working on and all evening or something. We're like, wow, <laughs> you just made that? Yeah. That's cool. And then my son has done really well in photography with his phone, uh, high school and college years and stuff. And he actually just recently, I'll have to show you after we're done interviewing. A couple of summers ago, we were at a summer vacation at a cabin and he got a really cool picture of a snapping turtle a huge one, under the water coming up to surface. So he's kind of starts with the head and goes deeper. But the other part of the shot is the surface of the water with reflection of trees in it. So oh, cool. Yeah, it looks like you're looking into the sky, mm-hmm. and then there's this giant sky turtle <laughs> cloud formation. Yeah. It's super cool. He put that on Reddit the other day. Mm-hmm. He had like 40,000... Thumbs up or whatever, really? they're, whatever they're calling Reddit, up up yeah. votes or yeah. whatever. I don't do that, but he said his, and then he also showed me people had taken that photo and done interesting derivatives of really? it, where they put like <laughs> Star Wars, like you know the scene when the ghost figures of Anakin and and all the different guys that have died in the movie show mm-hmm. up in the background. They did like that <laughs> alongside the turtle. That's cool. It's super cool. And anyway. He's got this one photo that was taken a few years ago that he put out there a couple of days ago and is just huh. thousands of people reacting mm-hmm. to it. So, you know, the, as far as leaving that legacy, I think there's, I feel like I've done that with create creative stuff mm-hmm. with my own kids and hopefully others say, it's great to hear every once in a while I'll get the comment, oh, you've, you're, you've inspired me to do this or that or Mm-hmm. When I talk about my story like this of the making the leap of faith, I get that comment quite often. That how inspiring that story is to other people because they maybe have that those thoughts lingering in their own head. Like I don't really like what I'm yeah. doing, but I'm scared to mm-hmm. pursue my thing that I really love doing. Well, it, so. it is very difficult to mm-hmm. to be to the point and be willing to walk through that door and you don't know what's on the other side. Oh yeah, that that is terrifying at some level. It's very scary. The unknown. And I'm I just think, a, I uh, yeah, I, it's a super scary thing. But I just yeah, at some point, you just have to do it because <laughs> I I was at the point where I loved the work that I was doing, but there's this thing beckoning to me that I have to go do this on my own mm-hmm. and make a run at it mm-hmm. before I'm beyond retirement age, yeah. and then. I'm ready to just travel and 
metal detect all the time or whatever, <laughs> you know. So I, I felt like I had, I was still young enough where I could mm-hmm. make a good run at it. So that's very cool. Well, it's been uh, interesting. I always enjoy talking with you because it, it is that, you know, one of the things you've done for me too is kind of inspire to, to, to keep pursuing, keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that is a big part of that, you know, how, how will you be remembered at some level? And I, I do think there's value in having that thought, you right. know, as we do things. You know, I, I guess not doing them specifically because, well, they're going to remember me as being great if I do this. But thinking how it will impact others, yeah. I think that is really valuable and something we should be doing. Oh, yeah. I think that's my whole driving force with these with the shootout and these events is I don't want to be famous for doing that. I want I want to create moments that provide other people with great memories or learning opportunities that they really can grow themselves or whatever. To me, that's, I, I get more excited about somebody that comes up to me afterwards and says, Oh, I'm just, I'm sad that it's over, mm-hmm. which is a comment I got last year after the shootout, but they were having so much fun that they didn't want it to end. Mm-hmm. So that took me by surprise a little bit and it was nice to hear. So, well, I, I had a similar thing with a couple of the younger photographers that, had never used the techniques we were working on. Mm-hmm. And even just the other day, one of them posted and said they were so excited and so, and was thinking back on that and remembering that that was incredible and they couldn't wait to try it again. That mm. is huge. Oh yeah. Because when you can see other people begin to succeed based on information that you shared with them, it's so cool. Yeah. And yeah, it's not about hoarding. Right. It's not about keeping it close. Because if you do that, who, I mean, how do we grow? Yeah. Well, and that's part of that. You're building your legacy of you're showing other people how to do this certain thing. Mm-hmm. And they're taking it and running with it. And you've kind of created this thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know how we're doing for time. But um, I should ask you about your some of your latest stuff that you've been coming up with. I don't know what I've been coming up with. <laughs> well, you, I know you, well, I was interview, uh, I was podcast number 40 and what am I now? A hundred, uh, 92, 92, I think. Yeah. So you've had a quite an uptick in podcast interviewing. We've had a, a yes, that's a good way to say it. <laughs> and it's, it's an incredible Thing when I go back and look at the just the vast array of of voices that I've had the opportunity to talk with, mm-hmm. um, it's mind blowing to me because really, you know, I I think back, you know, who am I? Just a nobody from, you know, I grew up in mountains in Oregon and now I live in the flatlands of Minnesota, of South Dakota. Um, why would anyone need to have take time to talk to me? And it's so cool that these people who I look up to, people that I, I admire and think of as um, they are doing something in the world, they're making a difference, and yet they still will take time to talk to people they don't know. Yeah. And I think what that does is it really shows who these people are. 
and there's such a vast array of them um, oh, yeah. across all kinds of genres. I mean, if you just just look at the, I mean, the, you've had a lot the, of the featured, topics. the the top first three featured guests on the website. Uh, one of them is a uh, ozone therapy expert. Uh, one is a old Adobe ambassador, and then a uh, the wife of. Well, she's more than just that. She's a um, nonprofit marketing guru uh, and the wife of an old MTV uh, VJ. Oh, okay. From way back. I mean, he's more than that now. Yeah, right. Uh, but, you know, and that's just such a weird variety <laughs> of people. Wide. Yeah. Um, you know, then there's sound engineers, announcers, microphone inventors. Um, but since you and I talked, um, there have been... Well, I, I just can't believe there's been 50 episodes, 50 yeah. conversations since the last time we talked right. on here. And, uh, you know, I, I encourage everyone, and there's a lot of political stuff, because during the campaign seasons, I always try to get politicians on. Uh, because one of the things that I love, personally, is the political world. Right. I think it's disgusting, but I love looking at it. Right. Um, and I will try to get everyone on that has an insight or has um, is wanting people to vote for them. I want to know why. Right. What in the world would make you want to be, you know, or, or why do you think you are it? That you're the best answer. Right. And it's fun. One thing I found is incumbents tend to not want to talk, but the people that are challenging tend to want to they talk. They have a lot to, to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. When you've got such a, you've got uh, unmesh there and between photo- just your own interests, kind of like mm-hmm. me with my community ed classes, I had a, I have travel, photography, you know, a wide variety of history classes. Mm-hmm. You've got politics, photography, sound, other miscellaneous. Yeah, cowboys. You know, stuff that interests yeah, you, rodeo of, stuff. Yeah. yeah, things that interest you. But mm-hmm. That's what I think everybody has something to offer. Mm-hmm. So you you and I, we're not the big name people in any industry, but... You look at you're building this legacy that sometime someday your kids are gonna look at look at my dad did or whatever. I hope mine too. Like just yeah, look at he did with you know he did these books and he did these workshops and did whatever it ends up mm-hmm. being. But yeah, you know, so it's I, you can just be an everyday mm-hmm. average person, but you got cool stuff that you wanna yeah put out there. <laughs> well, and, and it's fun because when you think about the 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 connection points that makes all this happen. I mean, you and I are here in the same room because we had a connection point three years ago, yep. four years ago now. Um, before that, I mean, you know, the, the reasons that I know you are because I got, and this was in our interview from back then, it was yeah. because I got inspired by a friend of mine who did a similar selfless reaching out to assist yeah. anyone, um, but down in Texas at a totally different kind of event, but the same idea. And so I think what that shows me is that if you value other people and you prefer other people over yourself, uh, that's only good. Oh yeah. And it's so fun to see where those things lead. You know, I had noticed you uh, on Facebook before the event, you maybe were. I think I just signed up, added right? to it or yeah. you just signed up. So mm-hmm. I like, who's this guy? Cause a lot of people that attend oftentimes, majority of them are 
regulars, yeah. so to speak. So when there's a new person or a new name, especially, I know <laughs> the red flag goes up. New, no, that's a new person. That, no, right. it's a kind of exciting to me because I'm like, oh, we got somebody mm-hmm. from Millbank is coming. Because anyway, um, so that was interesting. Then just that our whole story, which people can go check out episode yep. 40, forty, yep, to get the full deep dive. Well, right. and and three of the creatives moment. Yeah, in episode three of that, yeah. yep. Two so, totally different conversations, but from different perspectives of our, well, how, how we met, which is kind of cool. And the neat thing of the further discussion on that is how, where the that led to, like for you mm-hmm. with meeting Joel Grimes mm-hmm. and yeah. meeting Glenn Dewis for your podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, not in person for him, but, you know, the things that it leads to yeah. doing and... It's been so, it's so cool. That's kind of what our creative moment thing is. All these, one thing leads to the next thing, Mm -hmm. you know. And actually we were, I think it was during your interview, we were talking about this, how, how, or maybe with Chad, I can't remember which one it was, but we were talking about how interesting it was that these, something will happen that opens up a door to something else. And then that happens. So right about that, we had just talked about that in the same day. I got the message from Eric Kuna out of the blue. Oh, I saw your, I had just posted my schedule for 2020, 2021, 22, I guess. And I, I had summer to be announced. I left that blank, mm-hmm. but I had my big horns and shoot out. And so he reached out and was wondering if I would want to partner on a, on a summer thing mm-hmm. in the Badlands. Yes. It took me <laughs> a nanosecond right. to. Uh, let me think for a second. Yeah. Okay. Let me I check guess. my schedule. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> well, and then. We'll um, make it work. Yeah. And then last year, uh, I've been, and it's been almost a year now. I could probably go back and find it. But I, because most of what I've, <clears throat> most of my contacts of people that I've been looking up to are people I've followed on Instagram for a long time. Sure. And have, you know, just totally, um, in, in what I do and what I'm interested in, they are the people that I follow and am inspired by. Mm-hmm. And so I would reach out regularly to these people. And uh, I actually reached out to Russell Brown back, mm-hmm. it's almost a year ago now. And it was, yeah, that'd be great. I'm busy. You know, mm-hmm. and, and not, not negative, just yeah. I've got a ton going on. I don't have time. Yeah. Uh, and then in the summer, we uh, he said, check back with me this date. So I did. And then he was busy in Ireland or wherever he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at one point in September, he's like, oh yeah, we got, sorry, I've been busy. We got to get this on. So then at some point we connected to where December, 2022, um, right before Christmas, uh, he was able to come on the show. Uh, and in that conversation, which is fascinating, if you want to go listen to that one, um, it derailed so fast <laughs> into, uh, <laughs> South Dakota, Deadwood, uh, the 1880 town, all of it wrapped up because of what we did with the Black Hills photo shootout. Yeah. Then I showed him pictures, and as you watch his eyeballs, because I got to see him on camera. Oh, sure. Um, he all of a sudden, he nothing else mattered. He's like, "All right, this is why I, I need this." And then you reached out to him after that, yeah, and um, to see you know what that could could look like. He then sends me a message about a week after that. He's like, "Hey, I'm coming to South Dakota in July," <laughs> and so he's were hooked up with you and and Eric, yeah, in July. Uh, and he's going to do, I don't know, but I think he's bringing his bison and, or wants to at least, I don't know if he'll actually get it here. Um, but he, he's going to yeah. do 
some prep photography for his Adobe Max yeah. event in October. Last year or something, he did a Viking theme, mm-hmm. and this year it's cowboy yep. project theme, and yeah, sounds really cool. It's going to be cool. So I, I'm just totally, that alone, just, so in the last three months, yeah. what's happened, you know, based on a year ago, you know, I had this weird idea to reach out to him, and then you reached out to him. Yep. And now here we are. It, yeah. It's just so cool. I, the, the, if nothing else comes of these shows, Jay, yeah, if that's he's, it, that yeah. that's incredible. And here he's coming to, to a, to a dead or the um, not Deadwood, the Badlands area this that's summer, so cool. yeah. and that, it is a really cool thing. And he's really going to focus on uh, smartphone mm-hmm. photography, which is all he does right now, which is yeah. incredible. Which is uh, he super. just posted a picture of a beach in Oregon, uh, in Bandon, which I grew up an hour, 40 minutes, an hour from there. And that was where we went. That was our favorite beach. And I just commented and I said, Oh, my favorite place to go. (laughs) And he came back and said, what you, 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 you grew up there. Like, absolutely. So it just, I mean, it's so cool to have that connection now that's ongoing. Oh yeah. And the, the people that are now have a window into the Midwest that aren't from here. You know, right. that's something else that we haven't, that I haven't really considered is we're now, you and I are opening this part of the world to people from the coasts. Oh yeah. To show the beauty of what we have here. Yeah. We just got to pull the trigger to join one of these events and experience yeah. our magic. That's right. <laughs> and we, we need to, uh, because you are going to be instructing again for the Black Hills photo shootout this year. That's the goal. Year number two. Excellent. And then I it, we need to talk, but it might work to uh, to wrap in a post or a pre-event too. Yeah. Kind of a specialized product, so that would be kind of fun. Definitely. I know we talked about it last year, but... Always open to... Yeah. I can give you some sort of breaking news that no one... No, it's not even... Whoa, I need nothing, a trumpet. Nothing to plan, yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, no, we because of this the work that we're doing. People are noticing. Russell Browns are noticing mm-hmm. these things, and um, and anyway, we've been I've been approached by three different people now that have, you know, oh, I've got this cool barn in wherever South Dakota that we'd love to have some sort of photo event at, or but that's. That's all I have to work mm-hmm. with on that particular one. Or there's a guy in somewhere in I think northwest Minnesota that oh I I do hunting. I'm a pheasant guide or something. And I've got a B and B ranch that holds X number of people. Yeah. It would be great to do a photo I watched your photos and it would be great to do a photo workshop here. <laughs> well and recently we heard from a person that is trying to set up a well, not a not necessarily a photo workshop, but a a summer event for their city based around sunflowers. Oh, and that industry in their community, and the idea of it starting out as the first time with a photo workshop mm-hmm. of some kind. Uh, and so Chad and I are working through that. Uh, not too many details yet, but we've got, of course, you know, once our ideas start 
we start talking. We've got lots of ideas. We just have to set dates and stuff like that. But that's yeah. that could be another added workshop that would be added this fall yet harvest time. Different than cowboys yeah. and stuff. This is more sunflower themed and agriculture mm-hmm. lifestyle, which would be really cool, I think. So we'll see. But it's just stuff like that where they, the stuff that, the work that we're doing is getting recognized by other people and they're seeing how can, how can I get in mm-hmm. on that? That's fantastic. You know, so That's very cool. Uh, you also are available to be supported via Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com <laughs> slash J the letter Grammond photography. So J G R A M M O N D photography. Yeah. That's my newest thing. <clears throat> that I just started recently. I have one patron so far. Hey, hey, <laughs> so you got I, one. I've got to start. That's a start. Yep. So yes, if you're, <laughs> you would love to support my creative adventures, feel free to jump in. <laughs> well, right no. now I only have one level on there right now, but I wanted to start out with something. <laughs> I'm going to start adding more to where there's more content that a person will get as you. It, is there an option for people to just, send you the value that they think they get. It, it, is that an option on it Patreon? It could be. Or um, basically you say, you you pick the amount. It if you get value is. out of this, you choose the amount. I think so. I'm pretty new to figuring it out, but mm-hmm. I just set up a real entry level. I think it's $3 a month or something. Mm-hmm. But that stuff adds up if mm-hmm. you have a volume of people yeah. paying you $3. Yeah. So, um, but there there could be that. I know you've got that function on your website mm-hmm. or you did for, yeah i still do it yeah. it's it's basically uh you choose what value you get yeah. out of the show and and if that's zero but you your value is you told you tell more people to listen yeah that is so valuable right um because what it says to me is that's what you get out of it and i'm not going to tell you that that value is not useful right because it is right well in, in every and level. i've had people hand me a hundred dollar bill before here nice. you go keep it going oh yeah that's wonderful so let's you know well, it helps us to keep our creative work going because mm-hmm. we still we're still parents and spouses, <laughs> business and, owners, and, right? <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. all the mm-hmm. living expenses and stuff, yeah. but we're not getting regular mm-hmm. paychecks. Yeah, and so we're we we essentially work on commissions. We're doing yeah. <laughs> well, it's all it's really right. So. I am only getting paid right now if my workshop goes. Yeah. Not making a sob story, but that's mm-hmm. just the reality of yeah. it. If my online classes go, I get paid a little bit. If not, I get nothing. If I do a workshop, mm-hmm. same thing. So I need, I try to, I'm trying to build that up so it's accumulate. I've got multiple streams coming in. So the Patreon is just one more step of that where yeah. I can have a little bit of support from Mm -hmm. people that feel like they'd like to do that. Yeah. So then I can, uh, it frees me up to go out and do more creative projects than I may be able to do right now because I'm, right now I'm subsidizing my photography business with substitute teaching. Mm. So I do that Mm -hmm. quite a bit in the public school. So I would like to be out creating new projects and I've got project idea for you that I haven't told you about yet. And just things like that. I have these ideas yeah. in my head, but person has to have time during the day and mm-hmm. stuff to go and do yeah. them. So, but if you're working to pay the regular bills, mm-hmm. there's that factor too. Yeah. So, well, and you know, it, it's difficult to ask people for money. Yes. Like 
none of us want to go about with a you know an empty cup and say, "Hey, yeah. fill us up." Put the hat on, yeah. But at the same time, um, we want to put out work that we find value in, and we you know the things that we do, you know, because the fact that we're sitting down here, it's things that we want to do. Yeah. Now, not everybody I understand is going to find value in that, and that's all right. But if you do get value in it. You decide what that dollar is and send it back this way so we can continue. It's it's that simple. You know, I, I go to the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Now they've have determined the value of their drink. Yeah. And I just decide if it's if that's if I'm okay with that. Right. It would be an interesting model and I don't think you'd have to have such confidence in your product and in your ability to educate people on what that is in order to take that price tag off. Just put and say, free will off, right? Basically and say you the value you received give it back to us mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to put everything we have into this product to make it valuable from our perspective and when you get value out of it you decide what that looks like yeah it's difficult when you have hard costs i get that yeah well and it's it's a it's a value to us because if we can if we can get some support and we're creating things that we value, but we value it because it values other people. Yeah. It's a big full circle. So we're, you and I are both doing things that we hope help other people Mm -hmm. versus ourselves. And so it just happens to be a big circle. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we enjoy it. We do, we do things (laughs) like drive across basically the whole state of Minnesota (laughs) And a little ways yeah. into South uh-huh. Dakota to do a podcast interview mm-hmm. with you. Because, yeah. yes, I want to do that. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't I? Yeah. But some people aren't willing to do that. But it, I have to take, you know, it's a day. Drive yeah. out here and do this and drive back. Mm-hmm. But it's worthwhile to me. Because yeah. now we're getting more of our story out there mm-hmm. for both of us. And we we get to hang out a little bit, too. So that's always fun. I know. Not enough, but that, that, that is the best part of it all. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, I did notice, though, digging about the website, mm-hmm. yours, uh, the Black Hills Photo Shootout.com is not updated with 23 data yet. Right. That's still being planned. Because that's still in the works. I don't yep. want to put okay. stuff there because yep. then it creates too many questions. Gotcha. But they, people can see. If they're new to it, you can see what was done last year mm-hmm. as far as sessions and yeah. photos that came about. And we're getting close. We've got a bunch of instruct you know instructors are all on board, but the, the act of figuring out what session they want to do and the, mm. getting the descriptions and right. the titles, yep. locations, <laughs> uh, it all takes time. Mm-hmm. So, okay, but yeah. But so stay tuned, jgrammondphotography.net, uh, all things J, uh, and that is the letter J on yes. the website. Yep. Um, uh, are you on the social medias, across yeah. the social medias? Oh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I am Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and I'm on this new, uh, the jury's still out on Vero, V-E-R-O. V-E? I, I've never heard I, of it. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a, a new social media platform. Uh, it's just a photographer. I'll show you kind of what it looks like here. So it's, it's it, you get specifically what's in your feed is only people that you've signed up to follow. It's mm-hmm. not all the it's not, suggestions it's not, and all um, that stuff. curated at all outside it's, of your list. Yeah, it's only people that you um, follow, that you choose to follow, and then they can 
you know, do like a mm-hmm. a heart if they like your thing. But there's different um, there's different things that you can create. There's categories that you once you hit the like on, on the Instagram when you hit the create button or whatever, you just basically gives you a photo. But here's different mm-hmm. options. You can mm-hmm. like I could put my book on there. I can put movie clips under different. And does it go to everyone that follows you? So it, well, it will be seen by everyone that follows you? No, it gives you, it can be, but it gives you options. So there's different levels of either you're a connection or a close friend or mm-hmm. whatever. So when you post, you click on the types of people that you want to see it. I just always click all of them. So as I have some categories, categorized as close friends, mm-hmm. just, you know, regular followers or whatever. But I send it to everybody, but you can kind of select that way who you want it to That's cool. go to. Yeah. So, but I'm, I like it, but I get frustrated because there's, there doesn't seem, I don't have a huge following, but I put stuff on there and I check back days later and there hasn't been any likes or any kind of mm-hmm. idea that anyone has even seen, seen it or, you know, whatever. And other days I'll put something up there and there'll be all kinds of stuff. So I don't know. I haven't figured out it yet, but Hmm. I, I still keep doing it. Is it a free product? Just in case, yes. What does it cost? Um, it's free at this time. During the shootout last year, I listened to a podcast. Somebody interviewed the guy that started it, mm-hmm. and it's free at this time. At some point, it might be a um, subscription thing, but anybody that's already in it, it'll always be free. So are there ads on it? Nope. That's no way it's going to last. Right. It can't. I don't know how they do it. Because when a product is free, you become the product. Well, and they might, unless they have some sort of, maybe they do. I, don't, I haven't noticed any advertising, but there's got to be some way of paying the people that make this thing run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I don't know. V e r o. Yep. Huh. So I'm I'm still contributing to it. Yeah. Just as a way of, if it ever catches on, or maybe it's just too new yet, or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't put a lot of. I'm mostly on. I love Instagram. Is mm-hmm. kind of my go-to thing. Yeah. I do Facebook because I feel like I have to kind of, if I didn't, I'd like to not have to do any Facebook. Yes. But I, or even, I, I kind of like Twitter in some cases, but Instagram is really my favorite thing. But Twitter is so, and like I've just kind of gotten back into Twitter in the last yeah. few months. And it's so, to me, Twitter is a consumption product more than a, than a projection. Yeah. Like, you, like I, I it's don't like feel like in. if I post, anyone gives a rip. Right. Or the people that do, you're like, why did they? Yeah. You don't want them to comment on right. it necessarily. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of like reading a newspaper to me. I'm like, there's some some stuff I find out about and I'm just scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. Oh, that's neat. That's yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's stuff. a consumption product. Exactly. Of course, my, yeah. peop- my things that show up are metal detecting and space and <laughs> nerdy stuff. <laughs> well, who like knows? That. Maybe Twitter will become the SpaceX headquarters. Well, it should well, be. I mean, I guess that's true. You know, yeah, you never know. could lean that way. I hadn't <laughs> thought about that, but I follow all the, like we talked about, everyday astronaut, mm-hmm. and the cosmic perspective, and some of those that, just to get my, my space updates, space fix, yeah, space fix, <laughs> my space dust. Awesome. That should be a that should be a page space dust. I'm sure it is. It might be yeah, weird though. It might be kind Bunch of, of weird, butterflies and fairies. Yeah, right. <laughs> No, so yeah. Anyway, I don't know where well, we cool. on that, but um, well, I appreciate you coming down to for this show yeah. because uh, it's always more fun in person. Well, yeah, and it's been a long time in coming. We've talked about it 
for two years. From the two years since mm-hmm. we did the last yep. one. That you would come here. And it never, yeah, it would always yeah. like uh, stormed or some kind of excuse came up and I couldn't mm-hmm. get out here. But Well, I'm very glad that you made it work. Yeah. I was in uh, Glencoe, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Sunday, uh, yesterday. No, not too far from me. <clears throat> yeah, so I was there and then got back last night and then <laughs> we you're here. So, right. <laughs> yeah, you, you would have been south of me probably yeah. uh, an hour south of where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I I really, I knew, I'd seen your, your studio here and. When Tomas and I came out to, oh, yeah, you to were Wyoming, to, yep. and I was like, oh, I've got to get out there to that and do a podcast interview out there. <laughs> it, you got a really awesome setup here, and I'm excited to see what your future setups are set up for. Yeah, I'm, uh, they look I'm like. excited to start the process because I'm, re- I'm, I'm beginning the planning stages of a new studio. So. Yeah. Excited. It'll be a blast. Very so. exciting. Yeah. Well, Jay, thank you very much for... Uh, stopping in, yes. I guess is what we'll call it. And uh, hope all goes well. Um, we'll stay in touch most definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll do it again well, in two more years. Thanks for having me, Craig. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's do it less than two. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not drag it out to two years all the time. Because we have a, we both have a lot going on. And if the last two or four years is any indication stuff changing rapidly yeah very much so <laughs> for both of us so it, uh we might need more recent updates anyway or switch switch interviews for our different podcasts at least give Let's each other updates with our different <coughs> yeah. audiences and totally yeah so the creative moment yeah uh which you can find at jgramandphotography.net uh, and on spotify yes and especially episode three with Craig es- weinberg especially right and Check episode four, out. no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll but see. Technically, it probably will be episode three. Oh, that'll be my first back-to-back guest in well, four episodes. Well, it's, 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 it's more, you could totally say it's a, a J slash Craig episode. Yeah, right. So it, it really, it's kind of an insight into a little more of you, which would right. be cool to put on there, because then uh, your listeners would have a more insight into who I you are. I need to let so. people know more about. Who Jay is. Yes. Yes, you do. Yep. And if this is what it takes, <laughs> yep. then this is what it takes. Yeah. Well, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. So really the, the next to... product you have coming up, though, is your Waterfalls and North Shore Landscapes yep. mini adventure in Minnesota. Yep. That is the, basically just a um, April uh, 13, 14, and 15. So it's basically a weekend. Yep. So part uh, of a know, weekend. If anyone listens to this, obviously, after. April 2023, this will be old information. Right, but if right. you happen to listen now, uh, which this is March 20, is this the first day of spring? It is. I, who knew? It, well, Go outside, just three feet of snow on the ground still. I know. <laughs> the reason I know, Craig, is another quick story for mm-hmm. you. I Today, 32 years ago today, I proposed to my wife. Oh. My girlfriend at the time. But it's our 32-year anniversary of since I popped the question. So she's working today, so we're not, like, (laughs) celebrating. I told her happy anniversary. Hey, dear, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on my way to Millbank. (laughs) Happy Uh, spring. She's she's teaching today. But, yeah, so it's a special day for us. That's super cool. At least in, like, we comment on it. But, yeah, go to that website, and and we've got some really unique – I feel like I should mention because it's South Dakota too. Is in May we've got that toy, something really new. Is we've really gotten into the 
to doing toy photography. And that's this Ed- Dakota Mini Adventurer? Yeah. Yep, that one with the toy. Yeah. So that's Chad Coppice and myself and the, a guy from South Dakota named John Duder. Dieter, sorry. And uh, we got Marty DeWitt, some of you might know from uh, Sioux Falls. He works at Harold's Camera. But mm. we've got sponsorships from major toy companies like Schleich, which is a worldwide toy yeah. company. Another interesting connection story there. But we also have chicken uh, chicken fried toys, which is the little cowboy <laughs> toys. And yeah. we, we did this as um, a, a session last year, this last fall for the shootout. And it was several people signed up for it, and they had a fabulous time. And Chad and I, in the meantime, had talked about, we think that it would be popular enough to do a, a whole weekend of toy photography. And so this is the uh, end product of those ideas. Is That's cool. We're doing this in the Sioux Falls area, so we're on the eastern side of the state uh, versus out by the Black Hills. So I'm hoping that anybody in on this side of the state, this is a good opportunity for a workshop for you that if you, especially if you live by Sioux Falls, you don't have hotel expenses yeah. and meal expenses. So it's going to be your best yep. bargain. Unfortunately, <laughs> your savings ends today. That's true. Today is the early bird. I didn't I hadn't thought of that. Today so is the early bird deadline. I'm not sure who might hear this by yeah. then, but but they can uh, still uh, sign you, up. You missed it because it's, you know it's still it's still it's still, still a good day. Because if you're especially if you're month local, and a half. if you're local, you're not. Yeah, spending the hotel money yep. and the meal money if, unless you want to, yep. but it's just an, the idea that that is a brand new concept and I think it's pretty unique. I don't know that there's a lot of other toy photography workshops out there that I'm aware of in the whole in the country and people do it individually. Well, it's a genre know. that's very intriguing and it's yeah. it's very narrow. Oh yeah, the idea and and I think having it at the Black Hills Photo Shootout last year was interesting. Yeah. Because it did open people's eyes to um, a, a weird creative idea. Yeah. Well, if you think of it as, if you like toys, you'll love it. But even as a, if you want to push yourself creatively just by using toys mm-hmm. that you have in your house or maybe from your childhood or your your kids and you got them in the garage or whatever, pull out your toys and just try it. It's really fun. It really opens up creative. <laughs> it sounds silly, but. When you start thinking of, okay, well, what's my foreground going to look like? Mm-hmm. You're doing the same. You're thinking of your background and your foreground and your different elements in the picture to tell a story with your toy mm-hmm. and doing it with a wide, you know, right on your table with a wide angle lens or whatever. So it opens up, it pushes people's out of their comfort zone for sure. That's but cool. it's really fun. So anybody that's listening, please sign up. It's in May. <laughs> it's coming up soon. Excellent. Uh, and then the rest of them are all listed on there as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Down to the photo shootout in September. Hopefully have that info listed more soon. I'm working with instructors on topics right now. Yeah. Cool. Once that's nailed down. And I think and I think people that, so many people come to it that regularly that they know that they're going to get a great product. Right. So the, it's less about the instruction, more about the events. Sometimes I just feel like tell them, just sign up. You know, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But we just got to figure out the nuances of what's Craig going to teach, what's Chad yeah. going to teach, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that's always a fun time. Fantastic. Well, good. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully we can get more, more interest around yeah. the country because it really is a, uh, a U.S. wide or bigger, technically. Um, yeah. 
it's a, well, the shootout historically has had participants f- that have come from Europe. Really? That I've met while mm-hmm. I was a participant there. But in my time, we've had people from around the country. And I don't know that mm-hmm. it's been international necessarily, but definitely people come from across the country. Yeah. Even instructors. So. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Jay, thanks a lot for hanging out for the last little bit. Yes, it's awesome. And uh, we will talk some more next time. All right. Thanks, Within two years. Yes. Less than two years. Write it down. (laughs) Thanks, Craig. You bet. Have a good one. JGrammonPhotography.net is where you can find more details and all the workshops that uh, that Jay has going on throughout the year. Uh, And soon... More details on the 2023 version of the Black Hills Photo Shootout based in Custer, South Dakota. Thanks again, Jay, for hanging out. Uh, TheInterviewPodcast.org is where you can find out more about this show and also where you can help support the show uh, with whatever value you received. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. We'll see you on the next one. Have a wonderful spring 2023.